This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, sorry about that. That's someone interrupting the background. So, Jenny, did you get the uh, home birth that you were planning all along? Not, not exactly, no. Right. <laughs> home what a lovely place to be finally (laughs) oh dear um welcome back to two new mums here we are on the other side um if you were obviously listening to to the start of our journey we are two podcasters uh two pals who found out we were pregnant two days apart and we've been charting our journey and now we're we're out the other side we are officially two new mums oh yeah we are yeah (laughs) now the name really makes sense no, it really does. Um, so, uh, yes, we've obviously been absent for a few weeks because we've been having children. Um, both of which, one of which is on my lap right now because I could lie her down, but I'm worried that she may kick off, but she sleeps well. So, oh, lie, so you just said lie her down. That's the announcement. Oh, yes. I was meant to do a bigger reveal, wasn't I, in one of the episodes, but... The thing is, I think we thought we might do some more episodes and then, um, well, let's just say neither birth quite went to plan. Um, just to like put it into perspective, we fell pregnant two days apart. We had our babies 23 days apart. Oh my God. <laughs> is that what it was? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable that like time sort of seems to have no meaning at the moment. I don't barely know the day or the week, but things go so quickly. Oh my God, that is wild, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Jenny and I, <laughs> we were just saying, we're going to do a separate episode on our birth stories because what we feel we've done for you is had two of the most completely different births possible, <laughs> both of which couldn't have been planned any less to how we wanted. But no. I feel like we've sort of been through all of the options of birth <laughs> just for you. Um, so we can tell you all about it. It was just, it's been... Mad, can I just say, though, just some post-baby perks. One, my house looks like um, a Kardashian's at the moment. I am Elton John's. I'm just surrounded by flowers. Oh. And two, I realised this morning I can sleep on my front again and my back. Oh, that is magnificent. That feeling. Oh, my oh. gosh. And do you know what? When you walk up your first flight of stairs without oh. the baby bump, Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's you can breathe again. It's instant. It's not yeah. like you've lost your fitness. It's that there was a child squashing your lungs. It is quite staggering to think, yeah, just a you know, matter of well, for me, a couple of weeks ago, for you about six months ago. Yeah, you had this <laughs> giant bump. <laughs> oh and so now it's it's just well you just hold it in front of you instead but uh, um you can put it down now and again so it's easier. Yes. It's really funny because like Christian will be like, gosh, he's heavy and I'm like, right? 
<laughs> yes. You feel that? Imagine that with a placenta and all the water that's in there yes. and the blood. Ooh. Well, on placenta, did you get a good look at yours? Because mine, when mine came out, I was like, where is it? Can I have a look? And she was like, really? I was like, yes. And then I was like, ooh. Right. I'm really, it's a, it's a touchy subject, the placenta, because okay. what, what we'll learn on this episode is that my placenta was no good. So um, that's what made me poorly. So okay. I, at the time, I didn't want to know it was taken away. I wasn't bothered. But pre all this, when I'd planned a birth that never happened, I wanted to encapsulate my placenta. I wanted to pr- like make it into a bit of art. I wanted all this. The, art yeah dry it out like, i love it oh my god and and at the time i was like no get it away and now i'm gutted now i'm a bit more clear-headed i'm thinking i wish i would have kept my placenta i wish but at the That's... time it wasn't right for me i was in a different place then I mean, having seen my placenta, I had, n- I had no interest in one keeping it or seeing it ever again but so that's... <laughs> was it giant yeah huge just like the, the big blob um <laughs> That's what it is. It's an organ, isn't it? It is. You know, I was like, ugh. Okay, yeah, whack that in the bin. Um, There's quite a few people, the midwives were telling me, that have a baby and don't even know about the placenta until they're delivering it. And then, and imagine when not being prepared for it. Like, well, it would be a shock. Yeah. To be honest, I barely remember that bit. It was so, like, non eventful. Mm. I know you taught about then you deliver the placenta I mean I didn't even notice because the baby was on me and it was just like oh right that's coming oh yeah fine get rid of it really um, so, yeah but um we'll go into that we'll do mine on, on a separate episode but um <laughs> today is all about Jenny's birth and just I mean it was ex- extraordinary I mean we were you I mean I was gonna say I was in shock I imagine you were in a bit of shock yes in how it how it panned out um yeah so talk, talk us through it and um that day when hilariously you went to work in the morning and then yeah by the evening life was very different oh and i was such a smug idiot on my work instagram i learned a lesson because uh, i i went to did a breakfast show on the radio and i took a picture of me trying to look all cute with my bump at the microphone and all this and i said oh here i am with swollen feet and ankles and all this but that's not going to stop me doing all these radio shows a few hours later i'm in hospital and it's all systems go. So that was a lesson I learned. Don't be smug. But um, I'll just start with saying what I wanted for my birth because it couldn't have been more different. So I have full-blown white coat syndrome. I'm so, so, so anxious around doctors in a hospital, at my GPs. Um, I have real horrendous health anxiety. So for me, I wanted a home birth. I'd done hypnobirthing. Uh, I wanted to be in a pool and up until 38 weeks, which is what I was, that was all looking like it was going to go ahead. Like my lovely hypnobirthing friend, Amy, she'd brought over a pool for us. Uh, We'd done a trial run with it. Um, We were like getting really settled for it all. And then I went for my 38 week midwife check and... um, she did all the things, all the observations, and then did my blood pressure. And it was when she'd done the blood pressure, she said, oh, Jenny, that's really high. And it had been high before, and I'd gone into hospital, and they'd checked me, and I'd been sent home. And yeah. often we thought it was high because of my white coat syndrome. Yeah. Um, so she said, right, we'll just, she listened to the heart. She did all that stuff. She said, we'll try it again. Now you've settled a bit. You've been here a good half hour. She did it again, and she went, it's gone higher, like quite mm. a lot higher. 
and she said do you know how high i can't really remember what's average and what's high but i don't know what it was at the doctors but then she said get yourself to the hospital get checked but she did say in a calm way don't stop for petrol just just get there oh my god <laughs> and that's <laughs> oh right why are you saying that <laughs> And I just looked at Christian and he just saw the whites in my eyes. And I was like, so we went. I mean, I'd done it again, Amy. I've spoke about this on another episode. I was wearing a dress. I was wearing a maxi dress. So every time I got examined, I had to pull the whole thing up uh, rather than like pull some trousers down, which is a lot better. Um, Go of the maxi dresses, for the love of God, you're about to give birth. I know. So we got to the hospital and unlike last time, I went straight in to see someone and she tested it and I looked and it was um, one nine something. Now, anything over 200 is really quite dangerous. Jesus, yeah, that sounds... I'm trying to think what the average was when you'd look at the monitor, but isn't it meant? Isn't your heart rate meant to be like between 80 and nine, sort of 70 and 90? Well, like, like a 120 for your top number and like an 80 for okay. your bottom number. That's, that's, I would say, average, although everyone's okay. different. Uh, but that's kind of what they would probably say on paper is the average. So I was like one nine something. And I know over 200, you're kind of in, they worry about a stroke. It, that's where you're at. Wow. So I didn't see my bottom number. I didn't want to know that once I'd seen the top. And so they rushed me into the labor suite. And I'm like, this is interesting. Oh, I'm in the gosh. labor suite to have my blood pressure checked. And... Um, this doctor comes in and says to me, um, your blood pressure's going up quite a bit, so we're just going to keep you here for a while and try and keep you on a machine and keep you calm. And I'm like, that's fine. Didn't realise the severity of it at all. And um, then they started strapping me up to things. So I got a cannula put in my... I got two cannulas put in my hand. And as they were putting that in, the nurse looked at me and said, uh, this is so you don't have a fit. We ju- we're just a bit concerned yeah and they have to tell you this but i'm like oh good get it in let's have that then and then i got what was that putting in then i don't know what the medicine was was. right okay but i was on i was on it for a few days um and then i had uh, injections and they were saying to me this is because we're worried about you having a stroke because it keeps going up and i'm like yep let's have those injections then that'll be great um and all this yeah then they check your wee and stuff like that as well don't they for uh protein and then the doctor came in and he said right your blood pressure is really really high we're hoping to get it down with this medication that you're on now but you've also got protein in your wee so we can definitely say that you have preeclampsia okay it's caused by the placenta and it it's very very dangerous if it's not seen to but like i don't want to scare anyone because i was definitely scared about preeclampsia during my pregnancy and i know this all sounds really scary but the the great thing is i was so well looked after that's why you have your midwife checks that's well they're checking for it constantly aren't they that's why they're always looking at your wee and they're they're always checking like you swollen and stuff like that yeah so obviously no no one wants it but if it is a worry of yours you they know exactly what to do i was on all these machines immediately and then um so they said we're just going to leave you here for like an hour so christian went home to get some bits and stuff and so yeah because you wouldn't have had your hospital bag presumably or was it in the car yeah no i didn't have anything and i was wearing uh, i was wearing a fucking maxi dress amy so (laughs) i was in a way well i think that's a lovely outfit to give birth in really (laughs) christian comes back 
First thing he hands me is an amethyst crystal, and I'm like, you know me so well. Get that on my, f- <laughs> get that on my forehead. Start relaxing. And I'm thinking, this is okay. It's going down. We'll be home soon. Brilliant. I'll be back on the breakfast show tomorrow morning. Absolutely fine. And then the doctor came in and said, um, yes, yeah, so we're going to have to deliver the baby tonight. And I'm at oh 38 weeks. So luckily for me, my preeclampsia came at a time where he was full term. But it's it's earlier than I imagined. So I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, the baby's got to come tonight. And I'm like, no, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does that mean? And he's like, the baby comes tonight. And I'm looking at Christian. I'm like, what's he saying? What, what, what does this all mean? Christian's like, you're going to have to have the baby tonight, Jenny. And I couldn't process it. So then they gave me one option and said, uh, we'll induce you. That's, that's how we're going to do it. And for me... Just just by my conversations that I'd had in choice, I really didn't want an induction. It was something that I was terrified of having like this white coat syndrome. So well, I, had you heard had you heard bad stuff? Because to be honest, I didn't really know much about induction. Not necessarily like uh, this really positive inductions and there's such a place for it. But people I know who have had them had shared some stories with me and stuff. And I just, yeah. sometimes it can be a bit lengthier. And having the fears I do about hospitals and stuff, just, you know, more doctors and more invasive kind of stuff. It's just for me, I, I, I just knew I couldn't get through it. I, I just, yeah. I really, really was fearful of it. So I had to ask the doctor if it would be possible for a C-section. And he said, um, yeah, yeah, we could do that as well. But why, why would you want a C-section over an induction? And I've, I had all these plans and all these thoughts before with my birth plan and, you know, you know, it's my body and I'll decide what happens with it and all this. But in that moment, I was so filled with fear and I was so full of drugs that I just went, um, Christian, why do I want the C-section? <laughs> Christian, It's hard as well because oh. you've got a room full of professionals who do this every single day. And yeah, like if you're having a birth that's going to plan and you're in your birth centre or home birth or whatever, it's, it's easy to, easier to make those calls. But when things aren't going as you expected, mm. like you weren't expecting to get preeclampsia, you don't, suddenly don't feel very, um, you, you know, you can read up as much as you want about it, but it's very hard to, to come up with an educated decision. That's it. Y- you know, when it's something that you, you weren't planning. And often, you know, these these doctors and nurses and the midwives they'll they kind of make you feel like you should do a certain thing and it's always coming Mm. from a good place of course they know best but also you you know you best and you really have to stay firm and stick firm and there was I saw two doctors in total while I was waiting in this room and both of them were definitely pushing the induction over the c-section and kept asking me why you can have a c-section but why and it it was tough but I really had to stand firm on what I wanted I knew for me a c-section not for everyone but for me that was the best option um so then eventually that that was decided and they said to me um right you'll be in in like an hour or so we'll take you in 
Yeah. So what was what 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 were the reasoning when you said to Christian, "Why do I want a C-section?" Could he remember sort of your reasons why you didn't want induction? Yeah, he was really good. The birth partners are so important, aren't they? Like he was yeah. he was so good and so clued up. And it was it was just that it was that my health anxiety, my um, fear of hospitals. I know you need a degree of oxytocin to help with a natural birth, and it just would be non-existent and all that mm. kind of stuff because I would just be so so scared. So at this point, I'm so petrified. My blood pressure is so high, and also with preeclampsia, you got to have the baby's got to come out fast so that yeah. the, pl- the placenta can come out fast. So then we ended up actually waiting a lovely six hours for the C-section. Oh, no. um, oh, don't. I mean, this is my, I'll go into it in my episode, but oh, yeah, I, I think it's not the NHS's fault. No. We know there's a massive shortage of midwives, but that is the, I'd say the only downside to my sort of birth was, the, the worst bit was the waiting yes yeah. you, you're having to and when you're told an hour and it's six that is a huge it for, for me what I realize is it's such a massive mental battle yeah. if everything's working in your favor that's it can all go swimmingly but when you're having to wait and when their resources are a bit you know tight yeah. that's when it gets tricky that's it that's exactly it so you you, you can't really complain you're looking at no. these amazing people that are short-staffed and overworked and there's no one you can complain to but also yourself you, it's really really hard so they moved yeah. us to a private room because before that all them conversations amy had been happening in a shared room where the couple next to us oh. were having their tea it was really weird so yeah. they moved us to a private room and we waited That's for good. six hours. And it's just weird, isn't it, the waiting? There's yeah. there's big, big chunks of time where you're not even saying anything to each other. You're just staring yeah. at a wall and just trying to mentally focus and, like, stay with it and be, keep strong and think, this is, you know, this will all happen soon. Um, and, if, and before you've given birth, like, if you said to me, oh, the waiting is the hardest bit, I'd be like... What, why on earth would that be hard but it's so yeah. you know you just want to get things going make sure everything's okay and get it out like when you're at that point yeah. don't you and for all sorts of reasons which I'll go into, go into with mine but there was a lot of, lot of waiting yeah um it t- these babies from like day one of think of pregnancy teach you patience don't they mm, like that's yeah. definitely something I've learned so in that time like we had a few visits I had an injection in my bum uh, and I, I can't remember what that was for, but you know, a few things like that. <laughs> then they come in and say, right, we're going through. And that's when like, it really hits you. Like, I, it, it, I don't know what it's like to have a natural birth, but I imagine when things start going with the natural birth, it's like, you think, well, this isn't my life because you've been thinking about it in the future for so long and so fixated on it. And you've watched it on telly and films for so long. You kind of yeah. think if this bit, you feel like, I felt it was like an out of body experience, like, this isn't happening I imagine, to me. Imagine with a C-section as well, like, you know, with a natural birth or, you know, a, a longer labor, at least there's kind of a gradual buildup. Whereas a C-section, it's like, you're going to see your baby in like 15, 20 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's quite, that's quite a head screw. Yeah. But also amazing. So yeah. they, they wheeled me in and Christian was there and we got into the surgery room and I couldn't believe it. There was like, there's like 20 people in the room. It's, it's a big thing. Wow, and they were all really well, lovely. It's, it's a ma- it's a major operation. I mean, it's so co- it's like with all of these things, they're so common because they do them ten times mm. a day or whatever. But it's still for you. It's massive. It's surgery. Yeah, yeah. 
And that's something that I wouldn't allow myself to think about until afterwards because mm. it was too scary. And so Christian got taken away and he had to go and put his scrubs on. So the Amazing. whole five minutes, bless him, he said he's never got dressed so quick in his life. The whole five minutes <laughs> he was gone, I was so nervous, like, come back, come back, come back. And while he was gone, they sat me on the bed and they gave me the injection in my back to numb everything. Now that didn't feel it that was absolutely fine but what's really funny is when that's happened you have seconds to swing your legs onto the bed and lie down before they go numb because if you lose feeling you can't swing your legs onto the bed so it's all very quick and then before I knew it, I was laying down. They put the screen up and then Christian walks in in his scrubs with his little blue scrubs bandana hat on and, and, a, and a sticker that said, I am dad. Well, I saw oh. that. You sent me a picture. And I, the first thing I said to you was, did Christian make that himself? <laughs> did he go, oh, I'm just going to make a sticker just, just in case people confuse me with a surgeon. Yeah, I know. It was so lovely. And I thought, oh, bless him. And he had to sit in the corner initially. He wasn't allowed to sit with me until I think they'd done the incision. I'm not sure. So he was in the corner. So I was just trying to like look at him. And I had asked because I thought, right, I'm not getting the birth I wanted and planned, but you can definitely still have things your way. And I think that's really, really important. And for me, there's nothing more important in life than music. So my thing was, look, we'll do this C-section. We're going to go with it. Preeclampsia has happened, but I need a playlist. I need music. So they'd gone out their way to get us a speaker and stuff. And in my really drugged up six hours, I'd made the weirdest playlist. (laughs) So I was like, Christian, hit it. (laughs) I hope you did that. I did. (laughs) And ZZ Top Tush, which is all about looking for some tush, started playing. And we were like, oh, God, we suffered about a minute of it until one of the doctors was like, should we skip this one? (laughs) It was just really inappropriate. And so we had Elvis playing, we had the Eagles playing, um, and it was actually really amazing. And Christian was able to come and sit next to me. And um, then they began. And this whole thing takes like 10 minutes. It's so, so quick. Um, I didn't feel a thing. A lot of people say like it feels like people doing the dishes in your tummy and you feel a lot of pressure. For me, I literally felt absolutely nothing. Uh, it it was yeah christian said there was a moment where like my whole body was rocking when they were like doing their thing i don't i wasn't aware of it i was in such an amazing zone and me and christian Mm. were like face to face nose to nose like holding each other's hands just like that like i just wanted his skin because it keeps you calm doesn't it like all that oxytocin and our favorite song played and we were both sobbing and then this other lovely song played and then they said the baby's here. Does dad want to see him arrive? And Christian looked at me and went, do I want to see him arrive? And I was like, yeah, you'll regret it if you don't. <laughs> so he stands up and looks over the sheet and he said he just saw Bear's hand go, eh, like reach out of my stomach. Wow. Which is amazing, wow. isn't it? That's yeah. his first yeah. feel of oxygen. <laughs> and then he was pulled out and Christian saw it and... It was to this song by Darius Rooker called Wagon Wheel. And the line in the song that he came out to, I'm not even joking, was, um, I'm hoping to see my baby tonight. That was the line he came out to. And everyone... Well, I thought I thought you were about to say then it was Darius Dinesh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been on this weird playlist. I was playlist. like, well, that was an obscure playlist. <laughs> 
If only your baby had been born to Darius. Oh my God! Or his, or his version of "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Sorry, I just ruined that beautiful moment. No, it, it was amazing, and everyone cheered when he came out. And oh, really? Yeah, the music was loud. Everyone was cheering. Christian was crying. I couldn't see anything at this point. And they took the baby over to inspect him and then they put him on me and I had my skin to skin moment, which is another thing I said, like, yes, it's a C-section, yeah. but I want skin to skin. It is so important, I think, that you put in things that you definitely want because they will accommodate you if they can. Yeah. And yeah, it, it it definitely wasn't what I planned and definitely something that if you'd have told me, I would have been petrified. But do you know what? Without a doubt, the greatest moment of my life easily mm. and that feeling yeah. afterwards it must be the oxytocin but for the whole day afterwards i felt like i was on something like the in a dream oh, total dream yeah the, yeah i can't explain it it was just no. and i remember just holding him and as we like wheeled out we were trying to you know where they try and get them to latch onto your boob and i was trying to do that with him and stuff and i remember just thinking feeling so happy that he was mm. just here. And do you know what? I didn't yeah. care how he came out. I didn't care yeah. that I had a journey ahead of me with preeclampsia because it makes you poorly for a while. I didn't care about any of that. I didn't care that I had an incision in my stomach. I didn't. It was just like, do you know what? They're here. And that is all mm. that matters. And God, yeah, what, what a feeling, isn't it? It's unbelievable, yeah. It's just a relief as well. And I think especially when you've, you know, like here with my birth story, neither birth went to plan, but it just doesn't matter yeah. like it's that moment you're like oh my god and I remember you saying that to me because obviously you hadn't planned to have your baby what two weeks early c-section all that kind of stuff yeah. but you just said it just doesn't matter and when I was struggling with my birth I remember you just kept saying that to me it doesn't matter how she comes out mm. just get her out and it's so true and I think that's that's the thing like to take away and so many people said it to us on this podcast before we had the babies you know don't fixate too much on your birth plan like and it's true it's good to be educated on it all and know what you want but definitely to I do think it's important to prepare for you know other eventualities but also know that it can still go well yeah even if it's not how you anticipated that's it it, it makes because fear is just unknown isn't it fear is stuff that we it's stories we make up in our head and then just become afraid of we're, we're weird that we do that that's what fear and anxiety is and you're going to have loads of that around pregnancy because it's all so unpredictable so actually I think I wish I would have just relaxed a bit more the whole time and not fixated on one plan. I think it's great to have a plan and I'm glad I knew about everything so I was able to make those decisions that I did. I'm glad, I felt empowered that I went for a C-section and that was right for me. I felt empowered that I'd asked for certain things. But also, yeah, you really need to be ready to just switch it up. And did you find, because like there was a part of me, I had moments where I got a little bit frustrated with things... Well, hypnobirthing in some parts of the birth really helped. Other parts I just felt annoyed with because I was like, this isn't helping me now. Mm. Um, but did you did you still use it or apply it at any point? Because even though I got annoyed sometimes, I did still use it. Yeah, I had to use it in the six hours waiting because That's it. I was yeah. my whole body was physically shaking. Like when I tell you I'm afraid, I'm I'm so nervous in hospitals. My ho they were laughing at me when they were doing the back injection because that's got to be so precise. And my whole body was physically shaking. So wow. I was doing that then to stay calm. And then I had 10 days in hospital afterwards and the, uh, the, I had to have a few things that were quite painful and stuff. And yeah, I used that. 
I, yeah. I think you can use those techniques, any breathing techniques at any point in your life, can't you? So it's definitely yeah. really, really good to do. I don't feel like I wasted any time learning that. I think that was really helpful. And, yeah. And then, um, oh, I know what I was going to ask you. I was, so with your placenta, um, when you have a C-section, presumably, do they take that out the same way as well? You don't have to deliver that. Yeah. And I, I didn't even know when that came out. Like I say, that was just gone. And you know, because that's what made me ill. I was like, get it gone. Yeah, um, yeah I don't even know when that came out. I'm really not sure. Um, mm. I think it was at a point when Christian, he'd gone to cut the cord with the baby and then he'd come back over to me and he came back and walked around my feet, not my head and saw everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... That's the same with Kenny. He's without doubt slightly traumatized. He's, they see way more than we do, which is oh gosh, quite funny, really. It's um, it's funny because one of the nurses took Christian's phone and just took some like natural photos, which was really nice. Um, oh. but in the background of quite a lot, you can see my stomach, and she's got a photo actually of him coming out of my stomach, and it's taken oh, me until wow. now, five weeks after giving birth, to actually look at them because I couldn't, I couldn't do it, and I looked at them mm. yesterday. And it's amazing mm. that what they do. So however they arrive, it's just amazing. And then afterwards, so you had to see you in hospital. I can't believe it was 10 days. That yeah. is so long. Yeah. I did a night and, you know, I was, I mean, I wanted to stay the night because I couldn't be bothered to do anything else. But, um, <laughs> but 10 days is, is a long time. It felt like Squid Games trying to get out of the hospital, honestly, because I feel like... It, hospital staff are under so much pressure and they're so short-staffed and unfortunately there's been a bit of bad press and stuff so if anything they're being overly cautious which is amazing but that yeah. means that things take a bit longer um things take a little more time I mean we had the I've got to say we had the best best care the midwives are just amazing amazing people um but yeah 10 days was a long time and we had a lot of costas and I don't really like costa coffee we spent about 400 pounds in costa that's the worst um, of all of it. Why were, why were you in so long? Was it just keeping an eye on your, your blood pressure? Yeah, so with preeclampsia, normally your blood pressure apparently goes down quite quickly afterwards. So like the two days after, it dropped and they were like, oh, you'll be home soon because it's gone down. That's really normal. And then it just spiked again. And then they just said with some people with preeclampsia, it's like how long's a piece of string? It's just they're just not sure when it's going to return to normal. So I'm like five weeks now, and I'm still on loads of medication and seeing the doctor every week because it it just won't come down. But that's okay because they look after you. You medicate. It the baby's here, so that's you know. And I'm home, which actually made it come down quite a lot because for someone with white coat syndrome, I think just being in hospital it was really high. And um, what's the recovery been like with C-section then? How, how's it been? It, it, it was harder than I thought because I don't give things a lot of thought. So I remember getting sitting to get out of bed. I had um, is it a cannula in for the first day so I didn't have to get out of bed or anything like that. That was great. And then I remember trying to sit up to get out of bed and just being like, can't do that. I remember I had a cough. And you can't cough because it hurts so much. Or like you need to sneeze yeah. and you're like holding it down like, please don't sneeze. Or Christian would make me laugh and I couldn't laugh because it hurts so much. But I, and, and in my head, I think oh, this is it. It's going to be like this forever now. I'm not going to be able to lift Bear because Bear would cry and Christian would have to lift him. And I hated that. And I, in your head, you think, oh, God, this is forever. The reality is it lasted like a few days. 
and they flew by. So by like day three, I was showering. I was walking around. I was okay. But then ultimately you need about six weeks, I think, until you can do everything. Like, Mm. and I'm really nervous. Like I definitely could have a bath now but i just don't yeah i'm like i'm gonna wait till six weeks and chris is like have a bath i'm like no no no. i'm gonna wait till six weeks just in case it's definitely the one thing i i certainly hadn't planned for i mean you don't know what kind of birth you're gonna have but i think you know obviously i didn't have a c-section but um mine was quite a different experience but still like the, the recovery afterwards i hadn't even contemplated yeah um and it's all it's all bearable but it's just you don't I just hadn't even thought, oh, yeah, my body's been through quite a lot. Mm. Like, it's just not something I even fathomed. Yeah, because it's things like, you know, like your pelvic floor exercises that they really encourage you to do. I didn't think I'd have to because I didn't. He came out the sunroof, so I didn't think I'd need to. But they were like, no, you've you've also just done nine months of a baby and, you know, a placenta pushing down on your pelvic floor. So you forget that as well. You've just done a huge test of endurance being pregnant. Then you have the baby and then you nailed it in a text you sent to me. You were like, we're now doing the hardest thing we'll ever do with the newborn with no sleep after our body has just been through the most extreme thing it will ever go through. And you're so right. And it's so unfair. You're like, hang on a minute. Can I have a night off? (laughs) And I know everyone says, oh, you know, make sure you relax because when the baby gets here and you're thinking, I can't relax anymore. Like, I'm sleeping 12 hours a night. What more can I do at the moment? But I mean, nothing prepares you for that. But (sighs) I guess that's part of it. Like that's, you know, people will give you as much advice as they like, but you've just got to, yeah, go with it, haven't you? But it is is like, come on. Because even if you gave the baby to your other half, it's still not the sex. You've got to feed or whatever. or It's just, yeah. and you don't want to anyway. It's just, um, yeah, I found that quite staggering. I was like, when do I get when do I get a night off? Yeah, I said, <laughs> can I just have one full night's sleep after I've been in labour, please? Oh, we got in bed the other night and we'd had a lovely day and we were both really happy and we like went nose to nose to say night and Christian was like, I'm just so happy. And I went, yeah, when does it end? <laughs> it was like... <laughs> what do you mean and I was like like just the worrying is so constant like when does that end it's like never yeah like so sometimes the thought of of I'm just going to be doing this it feels like forever now like (gasps) feeding changing and just and and like I'm really I have actually got into a bit of routine and and enjoy it I'm I'm happy that this is like my only role at the moment Mm. but uh, it does feel like is this just going to be forever yeah it feels endless (laughs) and of course it's not it's they're all phases and it all just gets you know easier or different or whatever apparently but it is it is like an onslaught isn't it oh people try and warn you but there's no way you can my cousin who I've mentioned before the one who did the marathon who's I think she's now 20 weeks pregnant um gosh wow (laughs) like 16 weeks pregnant she ran a marathon anyway you know I'm not going to give her any advice there's just no point it's just you can't what's the point it's like you can't even explain you know and also you might feel differently a baby might be different it's just yeah yeah you just have to live it and go oh okay yeah it is very it teaches you to live in the moment doesn't it because you can't think ahead and you don't want to think back it's (laughs) um it's a lot for us like because we had 10 days in hospital and what was great was they let christian stay the whole time he had his own little camp bed in the room with us oh my goodness we were so lucky if you're someone who has had to do a hospital stay on your own with a newborn being poorly, wow. Like that that yeah, would be... COVID times must have been great. Oh my gosh. COVID I... times. I say that like it was another era, but like, you know, it's... 
yeah that would have been really tough i can't imagine it you're amazing if you did that and um but what was good as as horrible as it was being 10 days in hospital was the midwives were really good with us and because i was having my blood pressure monitored and tablets on a strict thing around the clock they also got us doing like they'd time that because in the night i have to wake up and take tablets because i'm on so many so it'd be like feed him while you're up so we got into a really good structured routine with feeding and we got taught you know all the different techniques because obviously he's got a cleft lip too um yes god we haven't even touched on that yeah do you know what was quite funny when he was born we knew he had a cleft lip but we didn't know if he had a cleft palate and they pulled him out and the reason he got taken to the side was so that the cleft lady could have a quick look at him and and see what we were dealing with and if he his palate was intact and i heard her say there's no cleft palate which was a- amazing news to hear just because it just, it, it's challenging. So <laughs> I looked at Christian and I went, Christian, there's no palate. And he, he went, he ain't got a palate. Where's his palate? <laughs> he thought he had no palate. And I was like, no, 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 no. And he like stood up to go over to her and I was like, no, 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 no cleft palate. <laughs> but like that, that in itself was hard with feeding because he wouldn't, he wouldn't, bless him, he couldn't latch on to my boob so uh, I tried expressing so he could have a bottle but my breast milk then I was so poorly and my blood pressure was so high expressing was making me so ill that I just went to formula and now he's bottle fed formula and for me that was 100% the right choice and sometimes I'm a bit gutted like I would have loved to breastfeed but that was the right choice it really was um and uh so with that, because he's had to learn these bottles and stuff, we had really good coaching with that and really good help with that from the midwives. So like, we kind of look back on it now and we're like, yeah, 10 days in hospital was tough. But the reason he's sleeping well now, which he is, eating well now, which yeah. he is, giving us big chunks of time between feeds is because of those midwives. Like, If we'd have just come home, we wouldn't have this routine, I don't think, because him and I aren't good at that stuff. So the midwives that is, yeah, really that helped. That's really something. Yeah. I mean, because I went home after like the next day. Oh, I gave birth in, on the Saturday morning and I went home Sunday morning. And they said I could have gone home Saturday afternoon. What? They said, you, yeah, they were like, you can go home later this afternoon. Oh. I just didn't want to because I was so tired. I was still out of it. And I had a lot of drugs. And um, <laughs> I was in a lovely, a lovely space. And it was just me and the baby. Kenny had gone home to look after Peggy Sue. And um, I was just in, I was just fine. I was like, I, you know, you get a three course meal. I was like, sod going in, can't be bothered. Um, With your jam roly poly. Oh, my custard. Oh, was, yeah, free tea and biscuits on tap. Why would I go home? <laughs> um, so I didn't, but I did think it was quite staggering that, yeah, literally they were like, later today you can go home. Oh my God. I just thought, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And I just had the night there. But, you know, my mum was saying when she, you know, this is, well, when she had me, I mean, yes, that is 39 years ago. She stayed in for 10 days. Yeah. As standard. Yeah. You know, and you do kind of, and they teach you everything, which is pretty good because you do get home and go, I haven't got a clue. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I spent this whole podcast talking about pregnancy and focusing on that and the birth. I haven't got a clue about this bit. <laughs> no. I, just, I mean, I went to my antenatal classes, but I think I, I sort of turned off after the birth stuff because I was so fixated on that. Mm. And now I'm like, oh, Okay, so the feeder, right, yeah, check a nappy, burper. You know, you, you just, you just got to wing it, haven't you? But it's, um, it's staggering. So that's, that is pretty good, really, that you've had, you've had that, especially after what you've been through. It is weird. When you, that, you get home and that door shuts behind you, 
and you just it's it's very daunting isn't it we were like where yeah. do we put him like we were holding him yeah. like where are we gonna put him down like i had to buy something for downstairs that we didn't have like next day amazon yeah. it because we didn't have anywhere to put him downstairs yeah it's so weird isn't it and you suddenly have random questions like i did this one on instagram the other day where i was like when i go to the petrol station and it's just me and eden in the car that's her name by the way i don't think i even mentioned oh. um but uh do I, what do I do? Lock the car and leave her in the back? Do I take her in with me? And apparently that's like a massive parental bone of contention. What do you do? What and do you do? Most people, well, most people like make, just find a petrol station that's pay at the pump, which is a very good point. Uh, yes. But, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. I haven't done it yet, but it just dawned, you know, all these little things, you're just like, what do you do? Yeah. It's so weird. Because there's a lot but, of um, holding and you have to always like be there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, and it's funny with the name as well, because as we know, I had a list of like 40 names <laughs> and then everyone kept asking what's the name in the first few days. And I was like, I haven't even thought about it. It's not, a, it right now, <laughs> I'm just learning what on earth the hell I'm doing right now, let alone, I didn't even consider the name, but. Oh my God. Yeah, we'll come on to that next episode. But yeah, but it's, um, oh look, it's not what you expected, but it was, um, but he's here. I couldn't believe how quickly he got. I couldn't believe it when you were messaging me and were like, he's coming tonight. I yeah. was just in, I mean, <laughs> say I was in shock. It must've been a pretty big shock for you as well. Yeah. Um, it, I was like, do I message uh, people or do I just send them the baby when he's here and be like, surprise. Yeah. But six hours, Amy, we were waiting. I had to message, I had to be on WhatsApp. Do you know, like oh, there was time Jenny, to Jenny, I've never been on my phone more. <laughs> You know, people think, oh, you must be busy. I'm like, are you joking? I, I mean, I am busy, but I'm having to sit down about eight hours a day and just breastfeed. <laughs> so I am on my phone. Like my screen time is about 20 hours a day. Oh my God. What else am I going to do? Oh my God. <laughs> Permanently on Instagram and WhatsApp. I need it. It gets me through. Oh, I remember I, I was I was so panicking at one point and Christian had gone out the room. He might have had to go to the car for something. And it was just me and my thoughts and all these drips and beeping <laughs> things. So I was like, something's got to be live on Instagram. Something's got to be live on Instagram. And I went on like a page that sells crystals live in America. And I was watching wow. this crystal live. And I remember trying to like everything they said, I was saying out loud, like, hello, welcome to. Because I, I needed to just focus my head so much on anything but where I was. Yeah, and now I can't look at that crystal page anymore because I'm like, nah, that was then. This is now. <laughs> it's traumatizing. Yeah, oh, it is. God. It is, and it's a lot to process afterwards. You need that time to take it all in, and you don't have that time afterwards to take no. it all in. No, oh, it's just mad. Jenny, look at me on Zoom now. Look at my hair and my <laughs> like. Have you ever seen a more new mum look in your life? <laughs> I just look like Swirzel Gummidge trying to keep my headphones on and hold a baby get my hair done tomorrow I can't bloody wait oh um, what a treat yeah it's my mate she's coming round I'm not going to hairdressers that would be madness um, oh lovely anyway. well you've done well, really look, well during this because I've been watching you you've, you've breastfed <laughs> you've burped during all this chat Amy's been doing loads of full on mum stuff this is amazing well I thought she'd be really soundly asleep and um, she's not. Um, so, uh, of course not, because we were trying to record a podcast. Yeah. But she's done all right. It's like she's when dinner's right. ready. They're like, oh, I'm going to wake yeah. up now. Yeah, I'll just ruin it for you. Yeah. Um, but look, well done, mate. I mean, that was quite a lot to take on board and um, a real shock <laughs> for you as well. But he's here and he's the main thing and he's so cute. He's so he's lovely. So cute. He is lovely. And when does he get his cleft flip? 
um, I know you don't like to set fixed is a horrible word. I just just amended or amended. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he has that in about three months. We've already met with the consultant. I'll go into this on another episode, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's amazing what they do. And also, do you know when he drinks his milk? I'm so proud of him. I could cry every time because he has oh. to chomp, not suck. And there's nothing instinctive mm. about he eat how he eats, but he's eating yeah. so well, and it really. It really just doesn't matter that he has that. And I, I, like mm. when I was pregnant, I didn't dwell on it, but it was definitely a thought. And now he's here. Like if you've had like a diagnosis or something in your pregnancy, when they're here, it's just your baby. And it, it oh, it just mm. makes you so proud of them. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. You mean, I can't, I can't imagine like what he'll look like now after it. Obviously you want to get it done, but it does feel like that's his look now. He's so cute. It it sort of suits him. Do you know what I mean? Like he just looks Yeah. He just reminds me of a little Elvis. And I know, and you know I love Elvis. He was nearly born to suspicious minds. That was just before the Darius track. Um but yeah, that's what they say is the hardest bit is you love them as yeah. they are and you don't want them to have I don't want him to have it. God no, I, I he's perfect, but for his sake we have to do it um mm. but yeah I, I can't even think about that yet it's just like that's another no. thing where it's good to live yeah. in the moment and not worry about that yet totally totally uh well well done mate thanks um and uh yeah didn't go to plan but it still it still was looks always a positive result so that's the main thing that's right um, hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So next episode we'll discuss my birth. Also didn't quite get to plan. <laughs> oh, but it's funny, isn't it funny? Like just looking back on it, you sort of don't you love talking about it? Like someone said to me before, all women love talking about their birth stories, but I love hearing them. So as yeah. soon as I see hear like now when I see anyone who's had a baby, I'm like, oh, tell me yours. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So um, well done, Jenny Longdon and baby bear thank you very much I'm looking forward to hearing yours as much as when you were in hospital on WhatsApp every day I was like now what now what tell me more tell me more (laughs) what's happening why is this taking four weeks for you to have a baby (laughs) is she here yet is she here yet I was having people on Instagram message me saying is Amy in labour because you went silent on Insta so here's the thing don't ever publish your due date because (laughs) that was a massive I mean it's one thing telling your friends and family but to tell your social media yeah not a good idea (laughs) a lot of pressure it's a really good point (laughs) keep the due date secret yeah but um, yes thank you for joining us if you want to see pictures of our babies you can see them on our Instagram yes we are a bit baby spammy at the moment but we're going to be aren't we Uh, two new mums podcast come and find us on there we'll see you next